I love that, and I just want to stress right here and now. We listen to many stories about people, you know, starting business and making like six figures in like six months or whatever. But there's like real stories where it takes time to develop that million dollar idea, and、mm-hmm. it, it's it's a process and it's progress. And we're gonna be so real right now. Mm-hmm. I think most people want to hear like they're not the only ones struggling. I was I basically got the message directly or indirectly that you know loud women are you know they are seen a certain way,、um, women who are assertive are seen a certain way. So I was kind of encouraged not to be that person. Hi everyone, and welcome to Break Through This with Hannah Pillow. Today we have a very special episode. If you are a woman entrepreneur who has started your business or is at that beginning point in your business where you are just feeling all the feels right now, we are going to break through this with Laurie Mallon today. Hi, Laurie. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here. Could you tell us, Laurie, what is it that you do? Well, let's see.、Um, what don't I do? Maybe that's a shorter list. So, <laughs> for in in real life, like my official title, I'm a web designer.、Um, I'm also a certified personal trainer. I'm also a marketing strategist. I do some tech work, some、um, technical implementation work. I do. What else do I do? I don't know. I feel like I do lots of different things,、um, mostly web design, web strategy, marketing strategy, and I'm a podcaster. And yeah, I think that sums it up. That's amazing. I love how we are so multi,、um, you know, talented these days. We don't stick to one label, and that's like that needs to be celebrated more.、Um, could you tell us the name of your web designing business? Because I would love people to check out your website. It is so awesome. I love it. Oh well, thank you. It's、uh, lauriemallon dot com, and you can see some of my work there.、Um, right now, I'm I want to say taking a break. I guess taking a little bit break of, over the summer, but. We'll be starting more. I also do. I also design apps. I didn't even add that. So yes, all these kind of like technical and marketing, digital marketing、um, tools for people to use in their business. I love it. And how long have you been in business for? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. So when you say in business,、um, I started, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later. But I started my own business. Running an online personal training service back in 2015,、um, and it's taken many different shapes. I think we're going to get into this probably later,、um, but I've done a few different things along the way,、um, and now I'm a web designer. I love that, and I just want to stress right here and now. We listen to many stories about people, you know, starting business and making like six figures in like six months or whatever. But there's like real stories where it takes time to develop that million dollar idea.
and mm-hmm. it, it's it's a process and it's progress and we're going to be so real right now um so laurie i love that you said that because we just want the honest story of what it's like to be in business um you know the the, the layman's story basically i'm i'm sure there are people who go from zero to to six figures like really fast but i th- think that's that's the exception and not the rule and i think we do need to normalize the fact that it that's not likely to happen for most people yeah i Um, I often feel like with those people as well there's usually a story that we're not hearing about mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. you know like there's usually an audience building thing that happened behind the scenes um you know there's something we're not hearing about like i'll give you an example when i started podcasting a few years ago uh, I was part of all these Facebook po- podcast groups and I got very demotivated because people were posting that they launched their first podcast and they got like a thousand downloads on the first episode. And I'm sitting there with like 30 downloads <laughs> and I got so demotivated from hearing that. But then upon learning how the game works, you realize and you check these people out. They have a history. They have an audience. They have a YouTube channel they had that had an audience before that. So of course, they're going to launch a podcast and get a thousand downloads. <laughs> You know? mm-hmm. Yep, it's the it's the ten year <laughs> overnight success story. But you only hear the, the last month. <laughs> you only hear the overnight part. You're not hearing yeah. about all the work that happened behind the scenes, or all the connections they had, or inside kind of um, information. Not inside information, but you know, like they had a lot of things happening behind the scenes that that really they don't they don't advertise that because that story is not sexy. It's not. It's not. And I think um, for me personally, as someone who is in business right now, um, that story is sexy to me. That's the story I want to hear because that's the story I can relate to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think most people want to hear like they're not the only ones struggling to make it happen. And I think it's not even about how long it takes for you to hit an income level, but to even find what it is that you want to do. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll share this probably in in a minute, but I did a variety of things before I settled into my million dollar idea. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And Laurie, can you tell us a little bit about what did you do before you went into business? Okay. So my pre, um, you know, self-employed situation, I was in corporate software development. I, I have a, I have two degrees in computer science. I worked at companies like HP, Siemens, like I was in like big corporate um, environments helping to develop products. I was a software engineer. I did testing. So I had a lot of technical knowledge in the process of like creating things. Mm-hmm. So I did that up until um, full time, really until um, I relocated, got remarried and relocated to uh, Georgia. And uh, my husband was active duty military and I didn't have to work. So I kind of was like, oh, what you know, I, I had the opportunity to to dabble in a side hustle. But up until that point, I had been full-time, more than full-time, you know, working those crazy hours in software development. Got it. Amazing. Okay. And before we dive in into the nutty gritty, I want to know, what is your next big monetary goal in your business? My next goal is to hit a 10K month. Um I don't know if you want me to get into detail about that now, or do you want to? I'm I'm working on a uh, basically a subscription service for I'm productizing the ser- the service that I already provide one on one and making that accessible at a lower price point so that I can scale that operation. 
Got it. Love it. Yeah. What I would like to ask you at this point is how confident are you that you can hit that that goal on a scale of zero to 10? So zero being least and 10 being. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a 10. I don't have any doubt that this is possible. Uh, my only, the only thing, the only obst- foreseeable obstacle is me. <laughs> And whether or not I can get out of my own way and just just let me do the thing I know that I can do. Absolutely. Okay. I that is an important question, that confidence, because it's gonna come back into your whole story. And, you know, it's gonna tell us, you know, how you reach that level of confidence. Cause I'm assuming you never you were not always a 10. Oh, definitely not. No, no. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna come full circle back to that. Um, so I like to start, Laurie, by getting into tiny Laurie, you know, childhood Laurie, because I feel like that's um, who we were as children is so close to our raw selves that sometimes we don't even realize it. So my first question to you is, as far back as you remember, what were, was your personality like as a child? What words did other people use to describe you? Um, I would say, and it's funny you said tiny, Laurie, because in real life, I'm about five feet tall. So I'm, I'm, I'm still tiny, Laurie, but you mean young Laurie. So that's a different <laughs> Laurie. Okay. Um, so young Laurie was very shy, very um, quiet. I think probably I didn't, I didn't develop, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't grow into this personality until much later. I would say probably not into my, my thirties. It it took me a long time to kind of come out of this, um, shell, I guess you would say. Amazing. And what did, what did young Laurie like to do? What was her passions as a child? I was very introverted. So reading, I liked writing. Um, being active, hanging out with friends. I was social, but I wasn't, I didn't have like a, a ton of friends. I had a very close knit group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of a clown, like privately, like with friends, you know, and I had that, that comfort level, but publicly probably, you know, people would have considered me reserved, you know, maybe a little snotty, how, you know, how that can come and kind of come off when you're introverted and you're not, you don't talk to a lot of people. Um, but I would say that's how people would have described me as, you know, reserved, quiet, kind of my own, in my own, in my own little world. And we, we don't get that vibe from you right now, do we? No, no, that Laurie's <laughs> gone. That's okay. I mean, she served a purpose. So, you know, I love, I think, I, I think though that, that it was always inside, but I didn't have the confidence to, to, you know, to be, to let it out. So I love that. And I love that you were, you used the word, you grew into yourself. You grew into your personality. That's, that's a really important uh, thing to access. So I want to know, thinking about your adulthood now, is there a part of your childhood personality that maybe you missed? Uh, and what is your personality like today? How are people describing you right now? Is there anything that I miss? No, if anything, I'm a little, I'm a little bit sad that I wasn't encouraged to be more of who I really was. Uh, because I think that it was a, a, a fairly religious upbringing, con- very conservative. Um, so I think I was encouraged to shrink down to, you know, mm-hmm. women are not, children are not, they're seen, they're not heard. Women are, you know, wait. it was kind of a submissive um mindset I would say mm. I don't know if submissive is the right word but I was I basically got the message directly or indirectly that you know loud women are you know they are seen a certain way um, women who are assertive are seen a certain way so I was kind of encouraged not to be that person mm. 
so much to unpack there. And I, I like what I'm thinking in my mind was Lori as a baby, as a newborn baby, as a one-year-old, as a two-year-old. I'm sure that fire must have been in you and it was conditioned out of you as you, you know, became aware of the world around you. Um, yeah, because I, I, that's just, I think that we like, it's so important to recognize how our society conditions us to be a certain way. And it can take years of unlearning to let go of that. So I, I want to get into that. I want to know, um, you know, looking at the, your own timeline, um, people always say that we're supposed to be, you know, we're, we're supposed to be like married at this age, kids at this age, and so on. Would you say you followed that trajectory in life? Um, yes and no. Um, I would say I did, but it looked a tiny bit different. It was a little non-traditional. Um, to clarify, so I did, you know, I graduated from high school. I applied to college. Um, financially, I could not afford college, you know, past a certain point, And I had to, you know, drop out and, and start working full time to support myself. Um, I ended up going back to school, but working full time. So I was a non-traditional student in my late 20s. So I worked, which is a lot more popular now than it was, uh, you know, in the 90s. Mm. So when I when I did it, it was kind of like none of my friends, all of my friends from high school were still in college and I was working. So I, it felt very, um, you know, I, I felt very different, you know, mm -hmm. but, I'm, but these days I don't I don't think it's as um you know, unusual. So, you know, I went back to school as, as an adult learner. I was 26, but I was, I was a non-traditional student, um, graduated, got my full-time job, got married for the first time at 30, um, got divorced at 37, got remarried at 38, had a baby at 39. Um, so I did kind of follow that trajectory, but I think a little later, than most people do. And how did that make you feel to, like you said, you had a baby at 39. And um, in my culture, that's like, you know. Ancient. <laughs> Geriatric. <laughs> it's like, like, do you even have eggs down there? <laughs> um, I did. I guess maybe I don't feel my age. So I don't, I, I, it, it still blows my mind that I'm like in my mid 40s. So I don't, it, it, it didn't phase me as much as it seemed to phase other people. Um, they couldn't believe it. Well, first of all, I guess if you meet me in person, I don't, <laughs> I don't look my age, but I don't, I do, I present a little bit younger. So people like the doctor would like look at me and then look at the chart and then look at me and then go, Oh, okay. All right. Um, they did treat me a little bit differently just because when you get a to be a certain age and you're pregnant, they have to do all kinds of extra things. But, um, so I didn't feel, I felt a little weird that I was doing things later, but only because I wished that it was more acceptable. Like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with what I was doing. I thought that, you know, I felt like it would have been, we should normalize people doing things on their own timeline instead of having the married by this age, baby mm -hmm. at this age, things like this, like, especially for women, mm -hmm. right? Men, men don't seem to have these, these timelines like women do. I'm I'm really inspired by that because I myself personally um went through a whole phase of you know really wanting to be a mom and then deciding that I actually don't I was actually feeling societal pressure to be a mom 
And I'm actually not ready for that. And I'm actually perfectly happy being an older mom uh, when the time comes. So uh, that I love hearing about women who had their first child at an, I don't want to say unacceptable age, but you know, at, as, at an age that society deems too old. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is I never wanted kids. I never ah. wanted, I, when I was married the first time, like in my twenties, my, my own childhood and, and family situation wasn't great. So that didn't really, I didn't have a good example of what a happy family looked like. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't really sold on that scenario. That was mm-hmm. not my goal was to like, you know, get married, have the kids, buy the house, the picket fence, you know, all that, like that really wasn't, I was okay with my life looking different than that. Um, so I never really was like, in, you know, intent to, to have kids early and, and or anything like that. That was not my mindset. In fact, I didn't even want kids until I got remarried. Um. And then it was like, oh, now I get now I get why people want to have kids. Like it didn't <laughs> and it didn't even make sense to me until that moment. So, so that was kind of a I think a flip flop there too. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to just stop right now and just do a little bit of an analysis of everything that you just said to us, Laurie. And from what I'm, (laughs) from what I'm actually getting is that you have had a, you have been through already before we even get into entrepreneurship, even before we even get into starting your own business, you've already been through so much in your life. You know, you had to truly find and grow into yourself from being that shy little girl to being that, whoa, Laurie that we see today. (laughs) well I've never been described that way but okay I like it right that's my new tagline whoa Laurie whoa Laurie so I mean you you you've got past the society conditioning you've had some obstacles you've become confident in living in your own timeline you've uh, been through a difficult marriage Um, I'm I'm assuming a difficult or a, a marriage that just didn't work not not a bad guy just the wrong guy just the wrong guy, sure. So, so yeah, you've been through. Um, Not a uh, great guy either, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you've been with the wrong guy, which I'm sure presented some of its own mindset obstacles as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah, right, and yeah. So this is the foundation of the woman, Laurie. Laurie's foundation tells us such a rich story of everything that makes her who she is before she became the woman she is today. And there's so many things we can touch on here and dissect, but I want to just focus on the fact that Laurie says she wished she was given more time to, more encouragement to be the woman that she knew she was from the beginning. So I am a firm believer that when we are young, when we are kids, our natural personalities shine so much, but the world conditions us to be a different version of who we feel we are. And I know that is certainly my story. I would love you to let me know in in the comments uh, on Instagram or send me a message. Is that your story too? Do you find that you were conditioned to be someone you were not? And then you have to go through a world of unconditioning to get to your authentic self again, which is very much the story that Laurie told us today. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate to growing up in a maybe a very religious family, a very um, um, submissive family, very maybe oppressive family backgrounds. And you had to go through a lot of mind work and unlearning to get to the stage that you are at today. So I think this is so important 
for whatever journey we are thinking of taking next in our life. So for example, Laurie's on the journey of entrepreneurship, but whatever journey you are on, so I'm on the journey of entrepreneurship as well, um, but I have friends who are climbing the career ladder. You know, I have friends who are battling anxiety or depression. Um, you know, I have, you know, we are all going through so many different stages in our lives and so many different things we need to break through and examining that foundation stages of our lives can really bring some clarity as to where our strengths lie so from the story that Laurie told us today about herself we can see that her strengths lie and she is so in love with her bright personality the woo Laurie personality she took the label she accepted the label and she she is going to run with that because she is so proud of that woman and that personality that she broke through to become today and in the next episode we're gonna explore how her energy and her passion and the foundation set her on the path towards entrepreneurship now we have a a lot of things that I would love you to check out if you, you know, if you can relate to these stories, if you feel the passion in these stories, if you relate to our messages, please go and check out my new line of journal and planners that are made especially for people like us. Yes, the Kelly Clarkson song, people like us. Don't know all the other words, <laughs> but check it out. It is made for people like us, people who have been through all the shit we have been through all the therapy we have um you know done all the mind work and now we just want the simplest way forward with our lives so that when we do get into those situations where the trauma comes up and the triggers come up we can gracefully get through and break through to the next level of our lives one thing i really and truly and passionately believe in is that while doing the mind work we can still move forward. So I see a lot of people out there get stuck in this trap of stopping everything to do the mind work. And we put all our plans and all our goals on hold because we want to just focus on the mind work. And you know what, if that's where you truly are, that's where you need to be. I'm not shaming you. That's perfectly fine. But if you find yourself getting stuck in that cycle of always stopping, always putting your dreams on hold to do the mind work, I'm a testament to the fact that you can do both once you reach a certain level of clarity in your life. So I have designed these planners and these um, journals specifically for people like us. So the first project, a product that I'm super, super excited about that I had the help of a really, really amazing designer get involved in giving me the guidance to design this product. I've had feedback from amazing people who are into planning. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to just put my little um, hat on here and pat myself on the back and say that I got my my own advice because I am damn good at planning as well and I'm not going to apologize for that. You know what, I don't know, like if you've been listening to the Refreshingly Human podcast, the original podcast, you will know, if you followed me on Instagram, you will know that I live off so many planners. I have a day planner, I have a weekly planner, I have a yearly planner, I have a journal. And I have combined all of my experiences into the only planner you will ever need. It is to the point, 
It is simple and it is goal orientated and it is focused on self love and being unapologetically badass because that's what we are, right? I would love you to check it out. Um, check the link on Instagram to get access to this journal. It's an online digital product at the moment. We are working on print for you as we speak. And the other product I'm really excited about is my entrepreneurship journal. Whoop, whoop. So Laurie mentioned earlier that she is 10 out of 10 confident that she can get to her next business goal, but she just needs to get out of her own way. And this journal is really designed for people like you or Lori who are stuck with getting out of your own mindset to reach the next level in your business, especially if you are just starting off on an online business. So this journal is packed with planners and journaling activities that are designed for the entrepreneur who is busy. So trust me, it's not going to take too long because I am a busy woman, y'all. I don't have all day to journal. I know I do all this journaling, but trust me, I do it for like five to 10 minutes a day. That's it. And that's all you'll need for my journals and planners, five to 10 minutes a day and you're good to go. Trust me. So yes, check out my products. Let me know what you think. And on the next episode, we're going to dive back in with Lori and get into the start of her entrepreneurship journey. Just a little teaser. She was in the corporate world for a long time before she broke out of it. So if you can relate to that journey, you are going to want to check out the next episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, break through this and leave us a review because that helps us reach so many more people. I'll see you on the next episode.